It's Tuesday, 28th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinley, joined by co-host Shane Lee. Welcome to the program. Have you ever been on before, Shane? <laughs> Only a couple of times, Danny. Hey, listen, very special time of the year. Melbourne Comedy Festival starts tomorrow, and you're on Monday. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's, well, it's sort of like footy finals times for comedians. Okay. Uh, Melbourne is the the big one. We and I'm coming to Sydney and Perth straight afterwards. Um, yeah, my show's called uh, Hard Nut. It's on at the Melbourne Town Hall, and it's uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird story. It's about my vasectomy, which went badly. <laughs> it's a, so it's a bit of a horror story, but you got to come down because it, it happened a few years ago. So now it's very funny. <laughs> what did they do with that spare bit of skin in the end? <laughs> Mate, it's so big, they, they turned it into a poncho for a giraffe. Not a, not a fan belt in your car. <laughs> Can you think of anything worse? When, have, you even had a, have you had a vasectomy show? No, I haven't, no. No, mate. Imagine they, they cut into you mm. and literally the urologist said, what is that? <laughs> There's no worse phrase apart from if he said, oh, wait, we've got a different anaesthetist. Here's Bill Cosby. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> Go to sleep, son. <laughs> Very good, mate. What's happening today on the show? Today on the show, we're talking cricket. We're talking round ball game. We're talking both, uh, all three versions of the oval ball game and lots more. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so... Contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. start with cricket. Despite Australia's skipper Meg Lanning top scoring for the Delhi Capitals, they lost the Women's Premier League title to the Mumbai Indians. Now, Shane, you know you're a good athlete, when you not winning something makes the news. <laughs> well, she's the all-conquering Meg Lanning, uh, the Australian captain. And um, look, despite her scoring 35, her team, the Delhi Capitals, could only manage nine for 131. And Mumbai chased that down. With only, they only lost three wickets, three for 134. Only had three balls remaining. And I'm, I'm not, not using rhyming slang here, but Scriver Brunt, she scored 60, <laughs> not out. She, she did really well. Um, but you know the interesting thing, uh, the, um, the Mumbai Indians were the first to win the men's as well, captained by oh. the late, great Shane Warne. So um, a little bit really? of history. Little... I thought he was a Rajasthan Royals no, man. No, no, he was, he, was he was a Mumbai king for sure, and um, he was the first captain to win the IPL Warney, and uh, I'm sure he's up there smiling down on, on his team winning the female version. Uh, for the Delhi Capitals, I mean, we don't talk about the, the women's IPL too much, but uh, is it time for a rebuild or can they bounce back? I think so. I think it was, it was a really, really good first series for the girls. I thought it was some really, really good cricket played, and um, it's just going to get bigger and bigger, as has the men's version of... Uh, of the Indian Premier League. Um, and I think a lot of girls, particularly if you do well in this series, which a few of our Australian girls have, um, a few have been quite disappointing, but a few have done well, they'll be up for a big paycheck next year. And we've just had our fact checker, producer Dan, tell us that uh, Warney did play for Rajasthan Royals, so you're not imagining it. <laughs> Here's a good rule of thumb. When it comes to cricket, believe Shane Lee, not Danny McGinley. <laughs> How's that? Well said. Let's go over to the round ball game, uh, the Meg Lanning of soccer. I'm talking Ange Postacoglu. Mm. Uh, big rumours that he's heading to Tottenham Hotspur after Antonio Conti has uh, departed from the Spurs after uh, it, it was mutual consent, uh, they said, which uh, <laughs> I, they looked like they very much hated each other by the end. Conti hated Tottenham. Tottenham hated Conti. Uh, what, what, what have you heard, Shane? 
Jane, is uh, is Ange leaving my beloved hoops? We don't know yet, um, but yeah, he's definitely been shortlisted to the point where uh, rumours saying that Celtic are trying to now. He's, he's on a twelve month rolling contract. Yes, they'll try and shore him up now with with a more of a long term contract um, and That's more money. Huge or for, money, I believe. Uh, That's great for him. But look, he's also been earmarked by Brighton, Leeds United, Wolves. And even Everton, I, I think personally, I really would love to go to Everton, but um, that's another story. But uh, No, I disagree, uh, Shane, because uh, Ange grew up a Liverpool fan. Why would he go to their office? Oh, there you go. We'll see. When when it comes to soccer, listen to Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Celtic giving him a more than one-year contract would be huge. They have yeah. traditionally only given their managers 12-month month contract since the late 80s, early 90s. But I think Ange is the man for them. And, you know, as a Celtic fan, I... I look at all those clubs you mentioned. I mean, mm. Ange could go coach Barcelona, Real Madrid, and I would still think he's he's stepping down. Yeah, you know, okay. he's got the best yeah. job in the yeah. world. <laughs> I say. Yeah, but it's interesting, um, Conti. Yeah, he has departed, uh, and I said it was it was mutually agreed. But um, he would have been doing a lot of talking with his hands in that meeting, I reckon. But <laughs> the, the the last straw was apparently um, the three all draw against Southampton. Um, and he just tore his players a new arsehole, basically. He called them selfish. He ripped in them, said they weren't, they weren't dedicated, etc. And that was it, player revolt, and he was gone. So, um, yep, the door is now open for the great Ange. But would he want it? I mean, Spurs are in mm. real trouble. They're still paying off their billion-pound stadium. Uh, what, what makes it look worse is Arsenal are doing, having their best season in decades. If I was yeah. a Spurs fan, I'd be praying they got Ange. But I don't think, like, there's so many good managers have gone to Spurs and not been able. There's a real culture, it seems. Like, their, their owner is a bloke called Daniel Lee. Levi, who uh, doesn't suffer fools and he, he'll sack people uh, when he feels it's time. But, however, he's won a trophy. I think they won the Carling Cup in 2011, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, look, that's the only trophy they've won this century. It's uh, It doesn't look like it's a fun place to be, being a, uh, a Spurs fan. No, and I think, look, Ange is absolutely revered up there in, in Celtic area at the moment. And, um, and I think he would, uh, I don't know, does he want to go to bigger and better? I'm not sure, but uh, I think they will do everything to offer him more than, than 12 months. Yeah, I think Ange should stay there forever, but that's, of course, I am very, very biased. <laughs> also, um, uh, just with the Socceroos, with their friendly coming up against uh, Ecuador, Harry Suta is uh, out. Uh, we're going to ring changes. And I think that's a, that's the right move. He's fast becoming the most important player on the Socceroos field, but he is also, let's be honest, injury prone. Uh, this is the right move. The Asian Cup is only eight, nine months away. We need a fit Harry Suta. It's so, isn't it amazing, Shane, the difference in mindset you have when mm-hmm. it gets to the World Cup. We're just happy to be there. We're just stoked. Yes. You know, if we could get, if we could steal a win, amazing Asian Cup. We're expected to win. We are very, very different expectations. And uh, look, Suta, I totally agree, mate. He is the key to that defensive line, tall uh, in in the midfield. There, um, he has a slight ankle knock, so he's going to get go back and get that right. I think that's the right thing to do. We've we already beat Ecuador in the first game, three one. So tonight's match, um, hopefully they'll try some new other players in and around. But I think it'll be very, very glaring how much they'll miss, miss Harry at the back there. Yeah. And uh, finally, just before the break, uh, this, I mean, this is not what we uh, get into sport for, but there's a bit of a stoush brewing between the federal government and the Olympic <laughs> Committee. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the, the, we, the press club yesterday, we were told that there was a $2 billion funding black hole. 
ahead of the green, uh, what they're calling a green and gold decade. Uh, do you take interest in this, Shane, as a former player? You obviously want, you know, probably more funding and everything, but as a comedian who gets no funding, uh, apart from the doll occasionally, um, what will this help? Well, it will help. Um, they're talking about the green and gold decade being the Commonwealth Games 2026 onto Brisbane Olympics 2032. Um but let, let's put this in perspective. The Paralympians get even less funding. So yeah. they, they, they should be putting some more money into their pockets as well. Um, but this will come down to, if you looked at the London Olympics, uh, they had their best ever performance. That was funded through a lottery. Um, oh, really? Yeah, actual lottery. And they, they raised a heap of money by doing it. And then um, it was over overfunded and they had their best performance of all time. So maybe we need to look at a similar thing out here. I think people would buy a lottery ticket to Hell fund yeah. our Olympians. I think that's a great idea. I, yeah. I looked into some stats and, uh, you know, how much do taxpayers pay per medal? And depending on who you read, it's something between either $12 million per medal <laughs> really? or $37 million per medal. Now, that sounds like a lot, but. It's really only like fifty cents or a dollar fifty per person in Australia. Okay. I'm happy to flip out. I'm happy to drop uh, drop a lobster to yeah. make yeah. sure we win a couple more gold medals. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. Yeah. Well, stay with us because we'll be talking NRL, AFL after this short break. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinley. He's Shane Lee. AFL now, jeez, oh, it's pretty much been the worst start for me as a Bulldogs fan. And uh, look, one positive, uh, I guess you could call it, is um, AFL stars have rallied around Jamara Yugal Hagen after he was became the latest Indigenous player to be subject to a racist attack on the weekend. Now, I was at this uh, match, uh, Shane, and... Uh, I can tell you, Jamari Hagen had a lot of time to hear the negativity coming from really? the stands because the ball very rarely went into our forward half. <laughs> Look, it, it, it's just appalling. Uh, it's just 2023. Well, like, why is this still happening? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he, he's a fantastic footballer, a great ambassador of the game. He's out there trying to do his job. And I always found it funny when I was playing cricket in the Australian team and I wasn't copying any racial um, slurs, but um, except when you played overseas, but yeah, it's amazing how people can come come to a match. They pay their twenty bucks, and they can just abuse you. <laughs> like yeah. if yep. you worked at say KPMG, you, you couldn't walk into the office there and start abusing one of their partners. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be thrown in front of HR. But for some reason, we're allowed to do it at sport. But um, I do feel for this guy, and I think he should just hold his head high and just prove him wrong once he gets the ball in his hand. If that bloody midfield of yours can can lift. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He's very capable of some absolute mm. exciting things. I know some um, junior development coaches uh, who have told me that he is going to be the most exciting player in the AFL within so. a few yeah. years. So, Jamara, we love you. Uh, please keep do, keep working hard because uh, God, the Bulldogs need it. Also, just to rub salt into the wound, um, the Saints skipper, uh, and there was an image revealed on Fox oh. uh, Sports. Saints skipper, insane courage to play through the pain. I've I'd, I'd just like to point out that um, 
most dogs fans were in a lot more pain on Saturday <laughs> night than a broken collarbone, but uh, it looked pretty good. It looked ugly, Jack Steele by name and uh, by nature as well, like Jesus. But unfortunately for him, mate, that collarbone's broken on the same side where he had that shoulder operation last year that kept him out for four or five weeks. So yeah. it's a real issue. He's got a very unstable, I think, left side of his body there that he needs to, to sort out. But... Um, yeah, they do need him. Secure started pretty well, I thought. I, I did tip him in the top eight, mate. You, you sort of you were, weren't sure about that one. But, I was um, not. No, I had him tipped yeah. to finish now near the bottom. But uh, look, when it comes to footy, <laughs> never listen to me. <laughs> uh, just while we're on that, David yep. King has called for the AFL Tribunal to hand out a monster ban uh, on uh, uh, Nathan Broad. Uh, yep. I keep going to say Stuart Broad. That's not right. Yep. Nathan Broad of <laughs> a Tiger. Look, he, he, he did a bit of a sling tackle uh, against his Crows opponent. I don't know. I've seen the footage. I don't know how Broad, Broad could have stopped himself. But if the AFL is serious about protecting the head, they do need to stamp this stuff out because a storm is coming regarding concussions. There are a few is. players, um, Max Rook, Liam Picken, are starting legal proceedings against uh, the league and their former clubs. Look, a lot of players get concussion, and from what I hear, none of them have a better life from it. No, Maybe. Don't. I, don't, I don't know if you've ever got hit in the head too much. Uh, Shane, look, one improvement, I guess, from having bits of your brain taken away is maybe you can enjoy Married at First Sight a bit more. But... <laughs> I do like that show. Ah, oh, there we go. I'll be here. You should have worn a helmet, Shane. <laughs> but I tell you what, I really do think they should get rid of the sling tackle. But before they do that, mate, I want to. You talked about Stuart Broad. Let's sling tackle him before he, before he knocks us over in his ashes. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's serious. It's something I think players can easily um, stamp out as well. Um, and look, Patrick Parnell, he was the Crows player um, that was subject to the Nathan Nathan Broad um, sling. Um, he was out for a while there. It's pretty 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 bad. So yeah, yeah it did I, not I look think- good. You're dead right, mate. If we're going to be serious about head injuries and protecting the game in the future, this is something I think easily they can stamp out. You reckon? Yep, I think so. All right. Sweet. Oh, cool. Yep. Great. I love easy solutions. Thanks, Shane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over to the other oval ball code, uh, the NRL. The, they've admitted the referee mistake after a complete farce robbed the Sea Eagles. Now, uh, for those who, who haven't heard me before, I, I live down in Melbourne where it's illegal to know anything about rugby league. Uh, correct if I'm wrong, Shane, just my vague understanding yep. of it is, is this was obviously a wrong decision that handed the Rabbitohs the victory. That's it. And it is outrageous, but... Because it happened to Manly, most people are okay with it? Well, yeah, it depends on what, what side of the harbour you live on, mate. Um, there's a lot of Manly supporters over this way that uh, are blowing up. And um, those South supporters with their one, <laughs> one or two teeth um, are, are very, very happy. They're smiling all the way to the um, to the clinic. But um, it, it was Tom Trevojevic who scored the try. It was a shooter pass. It was called forward. It wasn't forward at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How did was they make so that obvious. error? And, and they even checked it in, in, the, in the bunk and, and they couldn't. You couldn't deny that it wasn't forward. So, but the good thing is, look, sports made in and around um, umpiring and, and refereeing errors. Um, it happens. It's part of the game, and it's good to see that they actually admitted their fault. But there's not going to be. No. They're not going to like award any premiership points. No, they to won't. Manly, are no they? you can't. No, no, you can't. Do <laughs> so that. it's just yeah, my fault. Yeah. But yeah, play my, on. <laughs> my bad. Play on. <laughs> well, NRL are also being called crybabies by Rugby Australia after confirmation of now. Correct me if I'm uh, pronouncing this wrong. Joseph Okuso Suwali. Yes. Is that correct? He's uh, done. A, he's doing a code switch at the end of his Roosters contract. Contract now. Joseph is he's a Samoan international. He is 
but he's eligible for the Wallabies. How does that work? Well, he's born in Samoa, um, but he went to school here. Uh, he's a Kings boy. Um, he's he's a super. He's a super talent. Nineteen year old, tall, plays in the wing. Will play probably in the centres for the Wallabies. He's contracted to two thousand twenty five um, at the Roosters, but. Like Hamish McLennan, who's head of the rugby union, like, like saying that they're crybabies. Like, people don't like rugby union for a number of reasons. And these idiots saying stupid stuff like that is just ridiculous. Like, you're a crybaby. Brandon Smith, who plays for the Roosters, they call him the cheese. He came out and said, well, that, that's Samoa on International. He could take the easy money from rugby union. Then he'll come back and play a real sport after that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a bit, it's a bit to and fro going from. Does it annoy uh, league fans more when a player goes over to Union or when, like Israel Folau, they they pop over and, and, and play AFL for a while? That that was a, that was a big one, wasn't it? Uh, Folau yeah. doing that, but um, and what an amazing athlete he was. But um, look, yeah, it's tough, and uh, and rugby union really need that that game. It's going to be given the one last chance with the with the World Cup and um, then playing in Australia in, in eight years' time. I think it is different now. Um, four years' time from now. Um, and so they've got a chance to get it right because uh, they have administered this sport poorly for probably the last two decades. Um, there is a passion for rugby union, but rugby league and AFL are, are, are eating their entrails at the moment. Yeah. Uh, now, onto your mob, the Dragons. Uh, yeah. a vet Aaron Woods is leaving the club immediately to join, to join Manly. Uh, now, this is genuinely one of the most baffling things about your code to, <laughs> oh, to no, a Victorian no. here. It's up there with the six again rule and that bloody Tina Turner song. How can players <laughs> leave during a season? Like, surely he goes over to Manly and he's just got, he knows all the tactics the Dragons are going to play with. How is that allowed to happen? Well, years ago, I put together an overrated list of things I thought were overrated in life, and this has got to be on it now. It's up there with dancing, holding hands, the second new ball, the night watchman, Nicholas Cage, Coldplay. What? Oh no! <laughs> you step off, Shane Lee. I will not. I will not stand idly by while you bag the greatest character actor of a generation. <laughs> Mate, he's hopeless. Oh, anyway. you're off your head. He's not. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a special episode where I convince you. Mate, okay. we're gonna we're gonna watch Con Air, The Rock, Face okay. Off, National Treasure. He's oh, glorious. Anyway, okay, play on. Also, holding hands. Okay. That's, <laughs> I think we, you might need a psychologist. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. So why is this overrated? Tell me. Well, look, I, I just think moving, um, as you said, mo- moving to another team mid-season is just, just ridiculous. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. It should be a trade period, simple as that. And um, it, look, this is his fifth club. He, he, he was a good footballer, um, played State of Origin, um, but apparently... Uh, the Dragons are going to get a couple of young players in return. So I don't know who they are, what they look like. But knowing my Dragons, they can't probably be any worse. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And please come check me out at the Comedy Festival, uh, Melbourne Town Hall, Monday night. Big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, Shane will. I'll be sleeping in. But uh, for your daily dose of sport. (laughs) We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.